All right. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for thevikingage.com. And as always, I'm joined by Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as zone coverage and Bring me the news before we start today's show. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and like uh, this video. If you have already, we uh, appreciate you for doing that. Also, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and on Facebook. All right, let's just get right into it. Yesterday, the Vikings improved to 10-2 and this season after they beat the Jets 27-22. to uh, despite the Jets gaining 486 total yards, uh, including 369 passing yards from quarterback Mike White, Mike White, uh, the Vikings found a way to hold off the Jets and uh, beat all four teams from the AFC East this season. They beat the Bills, the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Patriots. Uh, one of the toughest divisions in the NFL this year, but the Vikings managed to beat them. 27-22, some, some keys to the game were the Vikings held the Jets to one for six in the red zone and three for 16 on third down. Uh, They also forced the Jets to turn the ball over twice. They did not turn the ball over at all. And the Jets were also penalized six times compared to the Vikings three penalties. Now, Chris, you were there live Mm -hmm. in person watching the game from inside U.S. Bank Stadium. So what was just, you know, just what was the atmosphere like from from inside the stadium yesterday compared to maybe some other times you were there? I don't mean to downplay, but it was nothing special. It wasn't like this, you know, fired up. I mean, it was loud, obviously. You know, you expect that when your team is nine and two and coming at home. And it's a little weird for a game like this against an AFC opponent, which you don't see maybe once every four years, maybe a little right. bit sooner with the way the new schedule is made up. Um, not, I mean, a lot of purple there, not a lot of green Jets jerseys. I stood right. next to a gentleman. He had flown in from New York. His name was Tom. He had a thick accent. And yeah, he had he definitely had that Italian temper thing going on oh, yeah. uh throughout the game. I I even, you know, I was I, I'm usually really nice to opposing fans because I mean it's cool to like meet You're other Minnesota, fans. Minnesota Minnesota stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like even Cowboys fans, I'm like, well, welcome to the game. He's like, you guys are really nice and this is weird. But um <laughs> Like, uh, I don't know. I was talking to Tom and I'd like Adam Thielen had that late catch late. And I go, hey, did you know he's from Minnesota? He's like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, he's he's from Minnesota. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it was loud. It was fun. Obviously, you know, as the games get more important, it will be louder. I mean, I, I putting it in my perspective, I've been to the Minneapolis Miracle game. I've yeah. been to the Shank at the Bank. Uh, I've been to some other big Vikings games. I don't think it reached that level, but fans were definitely fired up and excited to see uh, the Vikings at home for the first time in a couple of weeks. So, what do you think? Uh, or, got no, no, the no, lo- sorry, they played the Patriots last week. I forgot yeah, about yeah, that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? What do you think got the loudest reaction? Was there a specific? Like, was I would it say Jeff- it was Jefferson's, Jefferson's touchdown in the yeah. fourth quarter. Was it yeah. fourth or third quarter? I think it was, it was the fourth, fourth quarter. It was the fourth because they don't do anything in the third quarter, so it was definitely the yeah. fourth. Well, and, and I think, you know, it, it became, to quote Chris Boyd, tight butthole time in the uh, fourth because the Vikings had a chance. to. I mean, they were up 20 to three in this game. And if we want to nitpick about things and we want to get upset, you know, be like, why are you making this close? I, I will put it this way. Um, you're a wrestling fan, obviously, like me. And uh, I will quote uh, Uncle Howdy because... 
you know, for those of you who don't speak wrestling, there is a guy named Bray Wyatt. And he, since he's come back, he's been like, hey, you know, I did some bad things in the past, but this is not me. This is not who I am, whatever. And then this creepy Uncle Howdy guy with a mask shows up and he's like, you know, destroying people and throwing kegs and uh small furniture at uh, people he doesn't like. And he's like, revel in what you are, revel in what you are. That is what the Vikings should do. And, and I think we've mentioned this before. Fans should do the same thing. This is who this team is. Even yep. when it was 17 points, I'm like, this game is probably going to come down to the last yep. possession. Like yep. you just felt it. And the other thing is too, it's not like they did this uh, against, you know, I don't want to say the lions because they're actually favored against the Vikings next weekend. So far uh, we'll <sighs> get to that later. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. But I mean, this is the Jets. This is a, this is not, you know, we have that negative connotation about the Jets, right? Like they're one of the yeah. dumpster fire franchises in the NFL. This team is good. Yeah. Like this defense, they were kicking the crap out of Kirk Cousins in the first half to the point the Vikings had to change it up and be like, yeah, we can't have Kirk die on the field. We got, we got to run the ball more. And that's what let the Jets back into the game. I mean, this is a very good team, even with Mike White at quarterback. I mean, People are going to crap on Mike White, but look at it this way. The Jets coaching staff watched Mike White in practice and said, yeah, he can do better than Zach Wilson. And they put him in the game, and he's played really well. I thought Mike White did okay yesterday mm-hmm. for everything. Uh, no pressure at all. I didn't look at the pressure numbers, but it mm-hmm. seemed like he didn't get pressured the entire game. Mm-hmm. But uh, to answer your question, when Jefferson scored, that felt like the sigh of relief. And, of course, mm-hmm. You know, people chanting MVP. I was mm-hmm. I was one of them uh, <laughs> standing from where I was. But, you know, Vikings fans obviously love Jefferson and they thought, you know, that was the game. And the Jets said, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh-uh. you know, the Vikings probably said uh-uh, too by giving up those big, massive plays. But um, yeah, Garrett Wilson could have had a 200 yard game if he yeah, catches that, that touchdown. But put them up, what, 27 like 16, I think I want to say. I believe so. Yeah, it was a two score um, game, and then they ran right down the field and yeah. got the quarterback <laughs> sneak touchdown, right? Yeah, yeah they went I, up, that was Donovan Knight, right? Yeah, they went up 27 yeah. 15. He had that long run because yeah. the Vikings were like, ah, whatever, you know, we'll just, game's we'll just, over. We'll just make, yeah. well, we got to make it competitive. It's not, it's not fun <sighs> if we win by more than one score. Um, but yeah, and then yeah, I was watching that on the, the broadcast, obviously, I wasn't there. Um, and the, the touchdown, the QB sneak clearly looked like the first time like that he was in. Yeah. Um, and then the announcer said he wasn't and the refs were like, no, he's not. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then they yeah. st- showed the sky cam. He was like half his body was in the end zone. And they're like, he just got <laughs> it in. I'm like, no. well, I can tell I could tell from where I was standing. I was on the opposite end of the field. Yeah. And I'm like, I thought he went in. I'm like, snap the ball. <laughs> but yeah. 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 Um, so. Yeah, it was 27-15, and they had that long run, and then they got the QB sneak. Um, yeah, like I said, they held them one for six in the red zone. Let's just get one more touchdown in the red zone. That, that's all they needed, really, to to win, or or at least tie it. Um, but the Vikings, you know, they, they, they gave a bunch of yards, but they stood strong in the red zone. I thought they did well in, like, the goal line situations. They held really strong. They did well on third down. Like, you, they didn't get a lot of pressure, like you said. I think Mike White was pretty good at getting the ball out quickly. I think that had a lot to do with uh, with that. And he could do that because he's got quick receivers like Elijah Moore and, and Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, who is very good, and he proved that on, uh, on Sunday. He's he's going to be really good in this league. Um, what's something maybe you noticed in person that people watching at home might not, might not have noticed like on the, the broadcast or anything? Was there anything like that? 
great beer lines, okay. honestly. Okay. Well, and I'm at a little bit of an advantage because I'm kind of tucked away from the rest of U.S. Bank State. I got my secret spot. You know, oh there's not oh a lot of people there. You know, yeah. it's it's good to just kind of rapid fire there, of course, mm-hmm. when they're like, you know, 17. Here's here's not a question. Do you tip when you get a beer out of the game? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I always tip the vendors, but I don't tip. Or I, I I do tip the like workers at the stand. So like when I got a hot dog and a beer, I like tipped. Yeah. But I, I did like if it's Wally the beer man walking around saying cold beer. Like, no, oh, yeah. If they if they have guy, a tip jar or whatever, yeah, I'll put some stuff in it. But hundred percent, yeah. If if they Plus, yeah. If those beer vendors, like the old school, I I don't even think they do them. I mean, they definitely do it at Twins games where they have people walking around with beers, and you can. Yeah. And I think yeah. Wild Games they do it too. But like. You know, the Wally the Beer Man type dudes who are like, you know, going up and down the stairs. 60,000, like yeah. That's a lot yeah, of that, that's that's a lot. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, not particularly. Like, I, I didn't – there was nothing like, oh, my God, I saw this or that. Like, you know, when I go to games, I don't really have my announcer hat on right, or like my uh, – You couldn't tell like, uh, yeah. like if, if Sidarius Smith was like hobbling or anything or – or Kirk Cousins was like grabbing something. I mean, Kirk, he, Kirk winced a little bit, yeah. like after some of those hits. And I mean, you know, the whole lower the shoulder thing on CJ Mosley thing, that was kind of like a gasp where he was like, I was helping the helmet. They didn't call it. Yeah. And then he got up and he's kind of wobbly and he's like, all right, yeah, Kirk, go. Kirk goes here. <laughs> so I, I yeah. mean, if you was not the, Kirk's best game, but that was quite the moment. Yeah. If you watch the broadcast, um, Pretty sure he dropped a, an f bomb and it wasn't a frick. So uh, he was he was hurting hurting pretty bad. But he's a tough guy. I don't think he gets enough credit for that um, from from anybody. That uh, he's he's uh, he's always in there. He's he's no matter what he he'll get rocked every game and he'll still be get back up. Um, so we talked about how the Vikings were ahead. They're up twenty two three at one point, and the Jets kicked a field goal, make it twenty to six at the half. Then, 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 nothing happened in the third quarter. Typically, the story of this this year, except for a few games for the Vikings, third quarter is just a dud, and then they just wake up in the fourth quarter for some reason. But do you think Minnesota's offense or defense was more to blame for the Jets being able to climb back from from that seventeen point deficit? Ooh, well, I think both should shoulder the blame. I I do. I mean, when your defense gives up nearly five hundred yards, obviously they let them in there, but. I mean, the offense needs to keep going. And then again, you know, to New York's credit, their defense is not easy to score against. Like, we're going to talk about this later. The Vikings haven't been exactly playing cakewalk teams. Uh, The Jets on, or I mean, uh, the defense on the other end, they're facing Mike White. They're facing Garrett Wilson, who is very good. Uh, They're facing a whole bunch. I mean, I'm not condoning anything, but if the offense keeps scoring, and keeps adding in, like maybe even the Jets are like, all right, we're not catching them. You know, yeah, I mean, even if like even if they just grind it out these long drives to kill the clock, but they were like off the field. I don't remember the three and out numbers, but I mean, it seemed like they couldn't get a sustained drive except for the Jefferson touchdown. And then uh, once that happened, you know, the Jets were able to make their way back into the game. So I think they're both concerns. I think the defense is a bigger concern, obviously, because this defense, Ed Donatel said himself, we do not allow big plays. And it was big play after big play after big play in the second half. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was it was pretty bad in the second half. Like the first half, 
the Vikings defense, they look good. They, they look real good. And then the Jets clearly made adjustments in, at, at the half. The Vikings clearly did not. And uh, the Jets gave advantage of it. But like you said, um, the, the offense didn't give them any help. They gained a total of, uh, I believe, 10 yards in the third quarter. You can't do that um, if you want I think Kirk had negative passing yards, but they don't count negative passing yeah. yards. It's just like a handoff. Both of their drives, three of their drives, because one of them went into the, the fourth quarter, but all three of them were under two and a half minutes. So your defense isn't going to get much of a break compared to the first drive that they had, which went for, oh, uh, no, they had a couple drives in the in the first half that went for almost seven minutes. So, you know, your yeah, exactly. defense is, is going to get a nice break there. And those were the touchdown drives. And then they get a field goal. And yeah, so like... The defense did not play great. They weren't getting any help. But at the same time, they stepped up when they needed to. And so did the offense. The offense came through. They whatever whatever happened clicked in the in the fourth quarter. You know, Thielen got the ball, ran five yards backwards, and uh, you know, got in there. Jefferson got the ball. You know, I thought Dalvin Cook ran really well yesterday. Um and then the defense, you know, of course, they came up with the turnover at the end. They came up with, with the stops in the red zone, the stops on third down. Um, and they got some lucky breaks. But, you know, sometimes you got to be lucky to be good uh, and good to be lucky. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's fair to say that the, that both of them deserved a, a good amount of the blame. What, what impressed you the most about the Vikings uh, on Sunday? They made the plays they needed to. At the end, I, I once again, I, like that's who they are, and that's the biggest difference between last season and this season. Is that going to result in the Super Bowl? Yeah, probably not. But the fact this team just gets punched in the mouth and they pick themselves back up and say, "No, we're not losing this game." That's great. I mean, they're a team. They're not a whole bunch of guys pointing fingers at each other. You know, right. it. It. Uh, you know, it's almost like Kevin O'Connell, like. You, I watched Remember the Titans for the first time a couple weeks ago, and I know that the first time. Not, yeah, I'd never seen it. Lindsay oh, Young wow. of Vikings.com actually taunted me. She, she was, I mean, Lindsay's like the nicest person ever, right? Yeah. So, I mean, she yeah. didn't exactly taunt me, but she's like, How have you not seen that? So, I'm like, One night I finally did. And it's almost like, and I know it's like that movie's like more racially based, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, it's almost like Kevin O'Connell at trading camp. Like, all right, everybody off the bus mm-hmm. offensive guy. You're going to live with a defensive guy. You're going to yep. tell me one thing, you know about him and the defensive guy. You're going to tell me one thing, you know about the offensive guy. So it, it really, yeah, it, it's just that that's just kind of it. Like this team knows when to pick each other up they know when the offense is going down or even like the defense like middle of a drive like all right you're not scoring like you just got a 70 yard play you're not scoring so that's that's basically the big thing with this team yeah um you talk about like you know making this this it's a team uh i think jeff justin jefferson's mentioned before that his locker is right next to kirk cousins and um those two are not you know they don't have like the most compatible personalities you know one being like super young and hip guy and the other one being like you know uh, like Kirk goes you know. to club with the chains no no maybe maybe after this year but uh not not you know could you see <laughs> kirk doing what eli manning did like playing flip cup in a bar with daniel jones like oh yeah him sure. hanging out with i don't know like i could see adam thielen going he like him to, and kirk just went, like hey you yeah. want to go for a couple beers and all yeah. of a sudden you know 
He went to he went to college. He he's been to some parties before. He he was talking about spring break earlier this year. He's yeah, like, I'm he, I'm ripped. Yeah, like, when they were saying yeah, when they were saying that you you always been like uh you know jacked or whatever uh, yeah or whatever yeah. So also uh, Justin Jefferson said uh, that Kirk Cousins is not as much of a a dad as people you know like to rag on him for. He's he's you know he's got his cool ways about him. I'm like oh all right getting some. Some props from Jefferson. This was from a, like a little interview uh, with CBS yeah. before before the game with Nate Burleson, who former Viking. So, um, love Nate Burleson. Burleson. Love Nate Burleson. <laughs> yeah. I was Tough impressed. Name to say apparently. Um, I want to say I'm impressed by, yeah, just the Vikings not shooting themselves in the foot. You look at the other side mm-hmm. of the field, the Jets. They made. A bunch of plays, the two turnovers included, six penalties, where they're looking back and being like, you know, if we if we didn't make one of those plays, we probably would have won. And the Vikings, like, I think I feel like that's been the whole theme of the Viking season is where, you know, we we might not be the best, but we're gonna make fewer mistakes than the other team. And if you find a way to win, then good for you. But most of the time, we're gonna win because we're gonna be the team that that makes the fewer amount of mistakes. And so far, it's worked out for them. Um, I think they're a very disciplined team this year in terms of penalties and and other things like that. You you rarely see, uh, you know, like an unsportsmanlike conduct hit or anything like that called on the Vikings this year. Um, I don't think anyone's got ejected. Uh, you could you know say what you will about the the Zimmer defenses and stuff. They were tough and stuff. They were they were pretty aggressive, uh, and sometimes it came back to to haunt them. So. Uh, I think just 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 being really disciplined and smart, smart football and not making mistakes, it, it really it pays off um, in situations like this. Because the, the Vikings know they're not they're not a powerhouse team. They know that they're not the, the Cowboys right now. They're not the Eagles right now. So they're they're playing their strengths. And right now their strengths is to, to outsmart you. And Kevin O'Connell comes from a Patriots franchise that that's how they won, like a lot of their Super Bowls. Yes, they had talent. They had Tom Brady and and Randy Moss and a bunch of other guys back in the day. But like overall, they pretty much just outsmarted everybody. You know, most of the time during during their dynasty. And I think that's something that Kevin O'Connell is trying to instill into this Vikings team. So hopefully that continues. You know, for multiple seasons and not just this year. What disappointed you the most about the Vikings yesterday? Blowing that lead. Or just about blowing that lead. I mean, yeah. you know it's coming, but it still doesn't make it any easier. Where, I, you know, it was so weird. Like, people walking out of U.S. Bank Stadium, it, it felt a little bit like a loss. Just kind of, yeah. you know, you had that sigh of relief. It was like getting blown out of the doors at the Metrodome because everybody's like, ugh, you know. But, uh, you know, would you like to see them blow a team out? Fine. But, I mean, it's not happening across the NFL. Nobody's blowing anybody out. And if it is, it's usually an outlier like the Dallas. Yeah, game, so. yeah the Colts <laughs> or the Colts, the Cowboys last night against the Colts. Jeff Saturday ain't scared, though, bro. Oh, like, just scared. watching yeah. that game, I it was just like, this guy is in over his skis. I'm sorry. Like, it was pretty close was, for a while. I was coaching high school ball, and, like, I told these boys I ain't scared, you know. Yeah. And, and, what, and so it's like. That's okay. He, he said I was today hired that, to play a coach on TV, and I'll he get said today that for he, Jim Harbaugh at the end of the year. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He said today that he didn't. Uh, he 
Matt Ryan has like injured shoulder, and he said he hasn't he doesn't ask players about injuries, um, because you know they'll they'll let him know. I'm like, you do, you, what? <laughs> you don't ask them. You if, think if the Colts are gonna hire him past this year? No, I could see I could see it happening. It's starting I can to see it it's, happening. It's I think Jim Irsay is going out of control. It's starting to become more obvious that they hired him because they want to make sure that they have a top pick. And they're like, oh, let's just, you know, let's give this guy a shot. Make it seem like, you know, he's he's an old guy. He'll, there'll be someone to root for. But, you know, and at the end, it's not going to hurt his career. He can still go back to ESPN um, and they can get a, a top pick. So I think it's starting to seem more and more like that. It's also starting to seem that the Colts are just not a good team. Um, right. So that'll be fun to watch on uh, Saturday in a few weeks when they play the Vikings at, at noon. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting to have me watch a uh, Vikings game from the SDSU press box and just kind of, <laughs> why are you okay? Why are you sweating? I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's the Colts. It's Matt Ryan. Okay. <sighs> the trip to Frisco is on the line, man. I, you know, all right. Big game in front of us here. Let's, anyway. let's move away from. From this game, another win for the Vikings. They are now ten and two. Their best start since twenty seventeen. Last uh, four times they started ten and two, they went to the NFC Championship. So seems like it's a seems like it's a good start. But uh, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't know this if you you know looked around on Twitter or ESPN or anywhere else. There's just a lot of people who are still like they're ten and two, but you know, like uh, I don't know, are they are they better than the 49ers um are they you know can they can they beat the best teams in the well they beat the bills in buffalo yeah um so who are the number one seed in the afc right now that would seem to be pretty good win whether you want to call it a fluke or not they won um they've beaten plenty of other good teams in the nfl they beat the patriots they beat the jets they beat the commanders uh on the road again um they're good. They're ten and two. Like you can't, you can't say they're not good. They're not. You can't lower their place in in the NFC because you don't think they're good. They're the number two seed right now because they're ten and two. But my question for you is specifically: Would this team be more respected by the national media if Kirk Cousins was not their starting quarterback? Like, say, let's let's say Jimmy G or or Geno Smith is their quarterback. How would they be viewed differently? <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. People just have a negative connotation of Kirk Cousins. And they have a negative connotation of the Vikings. Yeah. Like the two examples that most of the nation has burned in their brain is Kirk Cousins melting down and throwing three picks in Philadelphia on Monday Night Football. Yep. Yep. And the Vikings just getting absolutely clown hammered to the point where CBS had to apologize <laughs> for putting the game on. Like, like that Dallas game, everybody's like, and you know, Dallas is America's team. So, you know, you got to get Bayless out here going, my Dallas Cowboys, look at my Dallas Cowboys hanging with the Colts for about 45 minutes before falling away. But it just, it bothers me 
honestly, like yeah. how much the Vikings are just being ignored. Like even Dan Orlovsky on ESPN this morning, he's sitting there talking. He's like, there's three teams in the NFC. There's the Eagles. There's the Cowboys and there's the 49ers. Those are the teams in the NFC. It's like the Vikings are 10 and two, bro. I'm sorry. Jared Allen scared the shit out of you so bad. You ran out of the back of the end zone like a coward. I'm sorry. And I mean, that might be harsh, but I'm sure he gets it all the time, right? Like it's he thought, such a funny play. He but. thought he got validated too by Jimmy G earlier this year when Jimmy G had like a heel outside of the, the end zone. And he, he, no, he, he just, was like he ran yards out. out, bro. Like, <laughs> come on. But, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's weird how teams are just like, no, the Vikings aren't good. I don't care. They win all these games they want. Look at the last five. So like up to the commanders game, I probably been like, me and you are both sitting here. Like, I don't know if they're good. Right. Right, whatever. Okay. You beat the commanders who I think are a good team. They're in last place in the NFC East, but they're pushing for a playoff spot. The entire yep. NFC East could get into the playoffs. Yep. Like that, that, that's a good division. Okay. Yep. So you got the NFC, you got Washington win there. You got Buffalo. Even if it was a fluke because the Bills dropped the ball in the end zone. I mean, think of all the things the Vikings had to do just to get in position yep. to win that game. Justin Jefferson's catch, converting multiple fourth downs, coming back from what was it? 17 points. Yep. That I mean, that's. That's impressive. That long right? Delvin Cook run, like they, yeah. they, they made Patrick Peterson interceptions. They made plays. It wasn't like the Bills were like, "Here you go, here's your win." Like that, right. that, that fumble on the goal line, fine. But also at the same time, that fumble on the goal line that was caused for a reason. That that was because the Vikings were trying to like get a safety at least, and it turned into a fumble. So like the Vikings made plays. So I, ne- I, yeah, yeah. The next week you or okay, the next week you get folded by Dallas. Four days later, though, you come back, you have a chance to hang 40 points on Bill Belichick. You have you have an opportunity late in the game because I had 33. And then, you know, if they would have scored on the last drive, it would have been 40. Mm-hmm. And then you beat a Jets team. That is good. I don't care if Mike White's their quarterback. Like, their that's a good really team good. right there. I, I like, yeah. I mean, he can get the, he's not their franchise savior, but I mean, he can, right. he can hurt you. He's got a nice little backup career going, at, you know. He does. He's a. He'll be, he's he'll a, be in the league for another five years. He's Fitzpatrick esque. I feel like he could. He can. You can. He can sling it. He can have some moments, but he's not. You know, he's not gonna. You're not gonna sign him. He's. You're not gonna sign him to a long term deal unless you're mm-hmm. stupid and you're like, oh, he. We're gonna get the most out of him. That's probably not. But I yeah. think we're past the days of like the Rob Johnsons and the. The Matt Flynn's were like, this guy's been a, this, yeah, this guy's been a backup. We're going to turn him into, you know, franchise. No one does that anymore. Uh, I don't really think anyone does that anymore. Um, but yeah, like the, the 49ers thing bothers me the most. Yes, they have a very good defense. Great. They just lost their quarterback, their second quarterback for the season. Now they're starting Brock Purdy, who was like the last pick. In the draft, okay, he did he did good against he did well against the Dolphins. That game against the Dolphins was really close until the end, until like the Dolphins, the, until their defense made the plays and they got the points. Don't sit here and be like, "Oh, Brock Purdy carried the the Niners to a win" because he did it. Um, and now teams are gonna game plan; they're gonna pressure the the hell out of him uh, and make him beat them and not you know christian mccaffrey and D- who's who's got his own problems um and not debo samuel and um 
this this Niners team, who's not known for staying healthy, I understand they have a very good defense. But this that's not all you need in the NFL today. You need to be able to score points. You need a quarterback. You need a a sufficient quarterback. Like you need at least Kirk Cousins to do anything uh, in the NFL. And I don't understand for a second how anyone can still be. I know a lot of people have fallen off and, you know, have realized Niners probably not going to the Super Bowl now. That's great. Then why are their odds still better than the Vikings? Like, I don't, I don't understand. You talk, you mentioned briefly that the Lions, the Lions are favored by one point over the Vikings on Sunday. The Lions, who have a losing record, who are the Lions, uh, are, Facing the the they are home and they're playing the the Vikings who are are ten and two. Now at the same time, this has a lot to do with uh, odds makers and like who all the money is going on because the Vikings did open as one and a half point favorites. Now they're one point underdogs. That has a lot to do with the Lions. You know, a lot of people putting money money on the Lions, so Vegas just doesn't want to lose money. That's pretty much what it did because other sites like five thirty eight that doesn't you know base their odds on money. Uh, has the Vikings favored by three points, like sixty-one per- percent chance of winning. So that's Steiner a little math. bit. That's a little bit. Yeah, that's a little bit better. Better, but like, yeah, the, the, just just seeing that the Lions are favored just makes me infuriated. Like, they're ten and two, man. Like, yes, this game's probably going to be close, and it's like, oh, Lions beat them last year. This is not last season's Vikings team. This is not nowhere close. They might have the same players, a lot of the same players. This is nowhere close to being the same team that they were last season. No way. You know what, Adam? I did a lot of screaming at the game yesterday. <laughs> I'm just going to grab a sip of water, and I'm going to think about what I'm going to say here. Oh, boy. Um, You know, let, let's back it up a little bit, right? Let's go back to <laughs> what Dan Orlovsky was saying. Who are the contenders in the NFC? Philadelphia Eagles, fine. I get it. 11-1, and one, they kick the crap out of the Titans. But I don't think they're that good. Like, I, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I don't know about them. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, okay, they kick the crap out of the Vikings. They're good. They're good. I'll they, give they, them that. They, good. they are good. They are a good they're team. Good. They're a threat. I will give them that. San Francisco 49ers. Everybody's darlings. Like, everybody just loves them, right? What do we hear every time we hear the San Francisco 49ers? Kyle Shanahan is an offensive genius. Okay. The Minnesota Vikings have more points than Kyle Shanahan right now. 49ers have more yards, but there's more points on the board. So if we're not going to buy Mike Zimmer rules, sorry for the stray there, Coach Zim. But (laughs) if they're not going by Mike Zimmer rules, Vikings have a better offense because they put more points on the board. Okay. Kyle Shanahan has... Debo Samuel on his offense. Debo Samuel had 1,700 yards of total offense last year. I, I don't know his exact number, but it's like cut in half right now. He's only he's under five, 600 receiving yards. He's, he doesn't run the ball. Why would you not give the best player the football? Okay? And I understand, well, I got Jimmy G. What am I supposed to do? Jimmy Garoppolo is a Super Bowl quarterback. He was in the Super Bowl, okay? So what excuse do you have for not getting? Hey, Brandon Ayuk's open. Any team can contribute. Brandon Ayuk is only a top twenty receiver according to PFF's grades. Good, but not like this superhuman guy that Debo Samuel was a year ago. George Kittle is a freaking glorified left tackle right now. 
because they have him running routes, but nobody can ever find him. I said, no, I have him on my fantasy team. And maybe this is a little bit where this is rooted. <laughs> but Kyle Shanahan, I have joked about this. He is the guy. He is the adult football version of the kid who gets a freaking giant Christmas present and just wants to sit in the corner and play with the box. Okay. He trades for Trey Lance, gives up three first round picks. The Miami Dolphins got Jalen Waddell. Tyreek Hill and Bradley Chubb with those first round picks. He sits there. He has Trey Lance. He goes, Nope, got to keep Jimmy on the roster. I, <laughs> I, I just don't feel good about that. Like got to keep Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Go- like if Trey Lance didn't break his freaking ankle, he might've pulled the trigger. He might've said Jimmy G time. Let's go because yeah. I'm Kyle Sanhan. I'm an offensive genius. At the same time too, people are talking about that. Ryan Clark was on ESPN going like, if, if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, this is more important than when Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl. He's pick. not winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> what are you on? And if he does, great. We can talk about it then. But what are you on? Like, watch the damn, watch Brock the damn 49ers. Purdy wins what? the Super Bowl. Like, this, this is unreal. I do not get it. Their defense, top shelf, top of the line. D'Amico Ryans was a candidate for the Vikings job. I am. Yeah genuinely interested to see where he lands next year. But if it weren't for that defense, this team would be absolute garbage. Christian McCaffrey, you traded second, third, fourth round picks. You traded a fifth round pick next year. What do you do? You play Elijah Mitchell. Why? Why? And of course, Elijah Mitchell goes down. Christian McCaffrey's got a bum knee because shocker, he's a 26 year old running back who wound up not playing the last couple of years due to injury. Wow. How could this have happened? And we want, let let's, Keep piling on Kyle Shanahan, huh? Because I I hate the fact people think he's this offensive guru, mastermind type guy. You know what else Kyle Shanahan is is famous for? Choking. Choking at every freaking moment. So when people talk about the Vikings blowing a 17-point lead yesterday, I sit here and I go, who was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons when they blew a 28-3 lead? (laughs) Kyle Shanahan, who was the head coach when the San Francisco 49ers had a 10-point lead in the Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes? Kyle Shanahan, who was the head coach on the sideline opposite of Kevin O'Connell in last year's (laughs) NFC Championship game when the Niners choked again? Kyle, offensive genius, galaxy brain, Shanahan. Like, I, I don't get it. The guy looks like a Menards contractor who just screwed up some contracts. Though, and he's just getting ripped by this Amish guy, just like going to town because he's his sightings dented or something or somebody put something in the wrong spot. The, the mere mention of Kyle Shanahan makes my blood boil. It makes my blood boil. And, and I remember listening to a podcast where it was the audible with Cecil Lammy. And he asked a source from the 49er, just like is Kyle Shanahan, a good coach. And this guy just looks at him and goes, is Kyle Shanahan a good coach? No, he's not. <laughs> he is not. Uh, there so is nothing. One, one last thing. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going you're off good. Right keep, keep going. The only thing that would make me happier <laughs> is if the 49ers and Brock Purdy had to come to us bank stadium yeah, yeah. and just got there freaking faces kicked in and and this is fan me talking this is fan football me i don't care i don't care if it's professional or whatever that guy is a fraud you want to talk about frauds you want to label the vikings as fraud even though they're 10 and 2 they've beaten all these teams. look at the niners schedule look at who they've beaten they could barely score points against the new orleans saints okay <laughs> like the only reason they won that game is because they made alvin kamara fumble and they shut him out defense 
right? What the Niners don't have these bad games. What the hell happened when Kansas City came to town earlier this year? They lost by 21 points. Patrick Mahomes hung 44 points on their ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They lost to. Yeah, I, I mean. They lost to the Falcons. They lost to the Broncos. Who loses to the Broncos the this year? Bears. They lost to the Bears. <laughs> and I don't give a shit whether it is a monsoon <laughs> it in a, or not. It was in a monsoon. I'll give them that. I'll give them that. All right. Like, I will say this win, the win against the Dolphins was impressive. But because of the defense. It wasn't because of Brock Purdy. But now you have the rest of the season. They have to you know, figure out a way to win the division with Brock Purdy. Their schedule's pretty easy. They play, they play the Bucks at the Seahawks. Well, maybe it's not too easy. At the Seahawks, Commanders, Raiders are kind of, I think they won three in a row. Um, and then they end with the Cardinals. So kind of some tough, sneaky, tough games for the Niners coming up. Yeah, we'll find out a lot about them the next five weeks. They get uh, score points with Brock Purdy. Yeah, I know. think they'll, they'll win the division. I don't think they make it out of the wild card round. I don't. I really don't. I think they're they're going to have a lot of expectations because the defense is going to be good. And who's to say you know the defense is going to stay healthy? Like these guys, the Niners. Every year we see they drop like flies. It's not. It's, it's not any different. Um, we just saw Jimmy Garoppolo. He was just gone, and now you know it's, we're still we're still loving the Niners. Where um, would Kyle Shanahan be if uh, it weren't for dad? Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs? Yeah. Right. And his dad, of yeah. course, but yeah. Um, yeah. So we, 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 but, but, you know, the Vikings got Kevin O'Connell. I feel like he's not a fraud. I feel like he, uh, has brought this team together. He's gotten the most out of this team. I enjoyed learning yesterday during the, the broadcast that he, whether he left the Rams or not, he was going to become the offensive play caller for the Rams this year, no matter what. So he was going to pl- call plays no matter. He was being groomed by McVay. Already, so we always talk about like, well, O'Connell's never called plays before. Well, he was he was getting ready to do it for the Super Bowl champs. So if they have confidence in him to do that, then he's he's gonna be fine. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that that was fun. Should we just should we just accept the fact that some people just aren't gonna give the Vikings credit no matter what? Like that's just that's just people. Every time after they they win, somebody comes out with a tweet like. Oh well, this this interception happened in the thirty second mark, and this touchdown happened with ten seconds to go. And I'm like, so every team that wants that's won a Super Bowl in the last few seconds, it doesn't count because they won. You know, they weren't supposed to win. They like what? Like just because it, you win in the last, you made the play. You make the play. Like good teams make plays. They make plays. So what? What's the problem? To quote Jesse Pierce. Uh, bar down beauties and before we die uh, over at score North, just keep winning. Yeah. Just keep, I don't care who it's against. I don't care how you do it. Bank those wins, baby. Because you know what? If you win three games in the playoffs, I, there is no Russian judge sitting over there giving you a 7.2 or whatever while everybody's giving you tens. It does not matter. And, no, and honestly, no and, and you know, playoffs. the 49ers can clap back at me with the same thing. Like, well, you're screaming about the 49ers wins and losses. And then like, yeah, you're absolutely right. They are winning games right now. That is big for them. But I mean, with this team, just the confidence boost that comes with winning games, being in a position. I mean, and you know what happens if you keep winning games? You're going to get home games at U.S. Bank Stadium. You know what happened? The 
first and only game that's ever been played, a uh, playoff game at U.S. Bank Stadium, it was the Minneapolis Miracle. I don't know. Crazy shit can happen. So, <laughs> um, Sticking to their wins before we get out of here. Um, are you more in the mindset now that the Vikings have, you know, already exceeded expectations this season and it's a success no matter what or are you in the mindset that these seasons don't happen all the time for this franchise and they need to do everything they can to try and win the Super Bowl because you don't know if they're going to be good next year or the year after or after that like they're 10 and 2 right now they need to focus on when winning as much as possible right or or do you are you like it, everything else is just you know frosting or whatever I don't see a team that's built up for a long term. I mean, I see a team that will be very good once they get their pieces in. Yeah. But I mean, this this could be a year where it's like, do it now. Don't don't bank on because I because I was thinking about this the other day. I'm just like, so the Vikings, let's say they get like if they don't get to the NFC Championship game, I will be a little bit disappointed because the goalposts haven't moved since the beginning of the year. Yeah. It's like okay, you win these get wow you reach the first goal. It's like Mario. You have the first level, which is kind of easy, right? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you go to the next levels and each one's kind of harder, mm -hmm. right? Like this is how this kind of works. So for the Vikings, if they don't make the NFC championship game where they'll probably have two home playoff games because yep. if they beat Detroit on Sunday, they will be the NFC North champions. Yep. Um yeah, I, feel like I they mean, could probably they could probably lose the rest of their games and they'll still be the NFC North champions. True. So you don't want to back in, though. No, no, no. But the Vikings have done that before. We know they have. <laughs> now, if the Vikings have to go to Santa Clara to play the Niners, I am very concerned. Mm -hmm. I just want to throw that out there. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. do not yeah. want. But yes. Yeah, it makes it makes a difference. Um, yeah, I feel like NFC Championship is the goal now for sure. And then I feel like if they lose there, people are going to be like, oh, I told you so. I told you the Vikings weren't for real. And it's like no one ever thought they were going to get an NFC championship. So you're you're like you're not proving anyone anything like heading heading into the season. No one thought they were going to be this good. So like the fact that they were able to do this much with that little expectation, I think, is an accomplishment of itself. Well, and let's ask you this question. Let's say, OK, so the Vikings get bounced in the divisional round. And we're sitting here. Look at what the Eagles did. Like the Eagles had the flexibility to be like, all right, we're going to go make our big move. Brown. We're going to go get AJ Brown. What is the big move that the Vikings can do? So they got to pay Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins is under contract for a lot of money. Adam Thielen's under contract for a lot of money. Dalvin Cook's under contract. And those guys, you know, Thielen, Cook, Kendrick, Smith, they're all getting older. And I'm not trying to be negative or anything, but I mean, you need to find a way to replenish this out roster and add depth. And you can't do it by trading down in the draft 20 times. So you can have 30 draft picks. Rick Spielman tried that and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. and, and honestly, after Quasey's first draft class, I'm not feeling real good about that either. So, I mean, who would you even trade for? Would you trade for a corner like Jalen Ramsey or a pass rusher probably? Or I think, I, you know, I think they're maybe a receiver. I think that's still a, think a question mark. Still a question mark. You got TJ Hawkinson. He's obviously another receiving threat, and he's helped tremendously, uh, taking some attention off of Justin Jefferson. But yeah, Thielen's getting old. For some reason he doesn't know which way to run. KJ Osborne's not 
not not it. He is like, got to be the most disappointing player on the Vikings this year. Third third down wise, like he he's he comes up great. Come, he's he's a modern day Jarius Wright, who I believe sounded the didn't he, he sound did. the horn yesterday? Yes, I he saw that. I was like, horn. apparently he's retired now. Uh, <laughs> you don't do that if you're active. Um, but yeah, he's he's a modern day like third down. Like he had the he had the game winning touchdown against the Lions. Like he in clutch moments, Kirk Cousins seems to kind of look his way. He feels he still feels confident. But other than that, like he doesn't really look his way. And I don't blame him. He's got Justin Jefferson, he's got TJ Hawkinson, so you can't really blame him. But yeah, I think expectations have already they've already exceeded expectations, but at the same time they've raised their expectations. So NFC championship right now or bust probably. Um last question though about you know, winning the Super Bowl is, but is the is getting the number one seed in the NFC the only way you can see the Vikings having a legit shot at winning the Super Bowl this season? I think the Philadelphia game is a coin flip. Really, I really do. I, I think if they have even to go in to Philadelphia, I I think this team could win. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe I'm a little bit insane, but I mean that 24 to seven game. We, we we've said it before. I just don't like if Irv's. <laughs> no, and I don't. I don't like going there either. But Irv Smith <laughs> catches that touchdown. Yeah, yeah, it's a different game. Plus, the Vikings shut out the Eagles in the they second do. half of that game. They could go to Philly and just get their ass whooped. Like there, there is a very good chance of that happening. But I don't think it's a zero point. It's a non-zero chance that they could win in Philadelphia. Um, and you know what? If Philadelphia stumbles and you get that two seed, they have to come here. Yeah, whoever, so, whoever I mean, meets them. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at look at first seed last year, Green Bay Packers. We heard from all the Packer fans, like, yeah. we got the number one seed. Everybody has to come to Lambeau. 49ers yeah. were like, LOL. Oh, by the way, uh, the 49ers <laughs> offense sucked in that game, too, and it was all defense <laughs> and special teams. But <laughs> That's all I needed. Offensive uh, genius Kyle Shanahan, though. Yeah. Um, I think they got to get the number one seed. I think it's too hard. And the way that the play, playoffs are formatted now where only one team gets a bye, I think – that that number one seed has a huge huge advantage uh, compared to everyone else, and I think if they want to have a, they could still go on a run or whatever and 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 win the Super Bowl. But I think their chances are just that much better if you get the number one seed, which they were, they're still in contention because I I believe the Eagles and Cowboys still have to play, so those two will kind of knock each other out one way or the other. Um, I don't I don't want to see the Cowboys; they're too good right now. I don't, I don't, no. I don't want to see them in the playoffs. They're too good right now, man. They, they don't even care. They're just getting, they're, they're jumping in Salvation Army bins again. Fine, they don't even care. Um, how is like, it that you know th- this is nothing against Cameron Bynum, but like, how can the entire Vikings defense celebrate Cam Bynum's interception? But don't jump into that Salvation Army bucket. We don't want that. Like, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, just weird yeah, to me. Yeah, it, it is. It is pick and choose. Yeah, I guess it because it's a prop. It's not allowed. That's 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 technically mm. improper. Uh, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, we're done talking about the Niners and the Vikings because you know it's a Vikings podcast. Um, but yes, the Vikings won again. They're ten and two. They'll play again on uh, Sunday in Detroit against the Lions. We'll be back on Thursday with a little preview of that. Uh, Cam Dancer is supposed to be back. I think uh, Caleb Evans is out again. He's not playing this weekend. Christian Darisa. I wouldn't expect them to come back uh, for this week at least, and they've been they've been okay without him. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes next week against the Lions. But uh, 
If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe if you haven't already liked this video. Follow along on Twitter and Facebook. The audio version of this podcast will be available on Apple Podcasts, app, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, Chris and I will talk to you later.